Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Triple T Thursday. I'm really excited that y'all are here. Hopefully, you may have even caught the earlier live that was happening, which was all, you know, about memberships and all of that goodness. And that was with Dane and with Gwen. You can always catch the replay. Or if you want to, you can also check it out wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And today we are going to be talking about some red flags when it comes to brand deals. But before we do that, we of course have a very important question. We got to ask y'all, what's in your cup? And I thought it's only appropriate for today for this brand deal red flags. We should be spilling the tea. Ah. Oh, here's the piping tea. Here's the tea. It's hot. You know, all that kind of stuff. So today we've got the Tazo English breakfast, black tea. And um, so let me know what's in your cup. But I also have a little bit left of my, of course, sparkling ice um, strawberry lemonade. So let me know what's in your cup. We are going to be firing up the iPad here in a second because (laughs) you know me and my squirrelness. Um, We got to make sure that notes are being had and check this out wait wait for it wait for it where is it where is it no it's over here it's why didn't you tell me it's over here room bam okay pencil we're ready to go that was dumb i'm dumb here we go let's switch over to this one ha 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 all right so let me just make sure this thing is actually on green let's do it oh we could do it in red no red is bad juju right so we're gonna stick it in green and we're gonna ooh have you guys ever seen that experiment where it'll have like a word like a color so for example it would say like blue like this but it's written in a different color such as green blue and green for Seattle right and so there are tests that you will go through where you will try and go and be able to name the word that is being spelled out and then a second round of it where you have to be able to say out loud the color that the word is if that makes sense so the first round would be blue and then the second round is green and almost invariably it is always the case that the first round is a higher percentage than the second one because people read good shake buddy and then um, they have a harder time interpreting because it takes longer to be able to, uh, hey, I know that's what the word is, but my brain is supposed to tell me to just decipher the color. So that may or may not have been interesting to any of you. (laughs) I'm fascinated by it. So I have the microphone and you will listen to every word I have to say on that particular subject. All right, we're going to be talking brand deal. Red, (laughs) written in green, flag. Looks like that, right? It looks like a four, but y'all know what it means. Now it just looks like a filled in four. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So if some of y'all were here for the live stream that I did with Justin Brown, sorry, Justin Moore. I was thinking about that today because I think Justin Brown's birthday is today and he had just hit 1.25 million subscribers. So if you're out there, Justin, congratulations, buddy. Although you might be in bed now since you're down in Australia or whatever, right? So I was thinking about that and I was like, don't screw it up. Don't say Justin Brown. And then I did. (laughs) just like when your brain tries to tell you to say green when it's really blue. There you go. So if you didn't know, I did an interview with Justin Moore of Creator Wizard, and we had a nice conversation about brand deals and whatnot. And so if I am smart enough and remember, I think that would be a very good follow-up to this particular video. So that may be something that you want to check out, and we can throw that link in here. Or if anyone around here has that link handy, 
toss it in the chat. All right. Now I'm going to say hello to some of the people that are here. Who's here? Who's here? Chantel. Hello. Thank you so much. Dr. Ken Jam. Oh, always here. Thanks, Dave. Um, Pixel Pia is here. Sammy Superstar is here. And James Pruitt is here. Hey, modern day tech. Ah, yes. People of video t-shirt, people of video. This is the conference from Dan Courier, who was a guest on here as well when we were talking about Amazon influencer video and all that goodness. And this is his conference that's over in New York. I was a speaker last year, got to meet up with modern day tech over there as well. So yes, representing today. We've got Dr. Pepper in cups. We've got cold brew coffee and it's a nice sunny day in Vancouver. Glad to hear it. Double cup coffee and seltzer. Ooh, pita chips and garlic bread. Okay, <laughs> good. And we have vanilla protein shake. All right. Yeah, you need snacks? Yes, snacks are always good. Protein shake, I have found, is the best way for me to have breakfast in the morning. I will use the chocolate protein shake, half coffee, half black coffee, half chocolate protein shake, and a couple pumps of vanilla syrup. And that is my morning coffee. Did any of you ask for my coffee order? No, you did not. Oh, you guys, I even tried instead of the... 200 degrees that I normally brew to like 190 instead so it would be cooler faster and I tell you it's still too hot hot damn call the police and the fireman maybe halfway through someone remind me it'll be finally ready for me to take a sip okay now I think I will take the tea bag out though so that doesn't get too strong oops sorry sorry okay maybe we'll do it over here what have you you tried chick-fil-a you know, it's just a chicken sandwich, man. Just a chicken sandwich. I mean, it's a good chicken sandwich, but, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. All right. Also, put down below, have you had Chick-fil-A, and do you think it's, like, the best? Or, like, on a scale of one to five, like, five being, oh, my gosh, it's my favorite chicken sandwich, like, ever, and one being, like, well, obviously, you know, to one is, like, no, heck no. Let me know where you're at with that, okay? Let me know where you're at. So, brand deal red flags. Let's talk about this a little bit. And I would love to know if you are someone who has had a brand deal, I would love for you to say good or, good or bad experience. Good or bad experience. Put some information down in the chat, okay? Put some information in the chat about it. Because I think one of the things that is most pressing and sorely missing and lacking these days is the lack of transparency when it comes to how, oh that's still on eraser how much people are getting paid oh you can't even see that it's off the screen why didn't you tell me okay so we're going to talk about money we are going to talk about deliverables we are going to talk about bundles not progressive bundles but you know what I mean um we are going to be talking about some caveat stuff too okay then we're going to talk about a little bit about some resources and talk a little bit about pricing oh I like this I can just keep writing my notes out <laughs> I do like that my scatterbrained okay so it's good but it's just meat bread and two pickles it's not a big deal right and Chantel says she's never had Chick-fil-A. You know, I get it for some people, it's great, but what are you gonna do on a Sunday when you really want a chicken sandwich? You're not going to Chick-fil-A because they're closed. You know what I'm saying? Okay, 
So if you've had a brand deal, put down the information and details down in chat. I wanna know about it, okay? And did it leave a sour taste in your mouth? Did you have a great experience with the brand? Here is a site also that you can check out. I believe they have a um, website or sorry, they have an Instagram and one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts. It's called Four Exposure. You guys can't see that yet. There we go, Four Exposure. And <clears throat> it's kind of ridiculous the things that people will ask of whatever you wanna call yourself as, a content creator, an influencer, um, a professional, because a lot of the time they'll even do stuff like, if you're a professional copywriter, if you're a professional, you know, um, whatever, we want you to do this thing as a volunteer type basis, you're not gonna get paid and you're gonna be here 12 hours, you're gonna provide your own food, your own transportation, your own insurance, <laughs> and you're gonna say, thank you, can I have another? And I'm gonna like, oh, I think the, <laughs> I think the F not. So. This is just a fun one if you just want to laugh every once in a while for people being exposed for <laughs> the jobs that they're asking other people to do for free. It's just kind of ridiculous, okay? This one, I read, oh no, that was the eraser. Can I just undo? Okay. This guy over here, I believe, I'd heard of it before and then I was reminded of it when I was on Viper's live stream. This is um, an acronym which you probably, it's blank you pay me, right? But it's an F-bomb first. So it's fuck you, pay me. <laughs> so this is a site where you can go on and I believe it's kind of like Glassdoor, but you can anonymously or so um, give the dirt on brands that are shady, didn't pay, nightmarish ones, stuff like that. I think you have to submit at least one true story and then they'll accept you into the forum, I believe is how it works. And then you can hear all of the stories that other people have and you'll know who to avoid or um, who to that you should be excited to go work with, that kind of thing. So that may be something that you wanna check out as well. Also, I highly believe in kind of a pay transparency, talk with your buddies and friends and stuff like that. I've definitely done that where I've talked with some of my friends in the space and I said, hey, have you heard from this company? They're thinking, um, you know, this, and this is what they are offering to pay me or not pay me and just kind of comparing and tossing things out there like that. <clears throat> So, oh, thank you so much, Pixelpia. Pixelpia put a link to the interview that I did with Justin Moore um, from Creator Wizard. And also in that description of that video, Justin has an email list that you can sign up for, which actually lists brands, opportunities that are actually paid, usually opportunities, and you'll be aware of them if you're on this newsletter. So if you are someone who's maybe also starting out, that might be a good place to also see what brands are out there and working with creators anyway and offering to pay or what the terms are, even if you're not someone who considers yourself big enough to be working with brands just yet. It's good to know which brands are out there spending money. So that might be a good idea. Go sign up for his email list and get that all right, let's see here. Where, yeah, I'm gonna check in on the Chick-fil-A situation and um, let's see what people have to say about that. So Dave's never tried Chick-fil-A. <laughs> James says they haven't had any brand deals recently and you did one a few years ago and it was good, but not great. You got free product and it was almost 2K and a little bit of money. Okay, so this is gonna be a great 
way and segue for us to start talking about money. So let's stick a pin in that one. We're going to come back to this. And um, he said, but honestly, with what I know now, they got more out of me than I got from them. Now, that's another thing that we should be coming back to is a lot of people. Oh, yeah, let's talk about. We can talk about the brand kit and raising prices. You guys can't read my chicken scratch, but I think I can. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. And let's see here. We had a partial deal. I was planning on buying product for a review. The company realized what I was doing. It gave me a big discount and it was great because they didn't have a single expectation other than a video. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to talk. <clears throat> don't, don't forget. We're going to come back to these. Okay. Let's talk a little bit Um, PR or product and versus paid. So let's just talk a little bit about this real quick, okay? So if you are someone who's getting PR, this a lot of the time is gonna refer to some of my friends in the beauty space or maybe somewhat in the tech space too. Um, once a brand rep or someone makes contact with you, they may want to send you some stuff. Now, here's a, a couple things that you want to look out for. One is there's, there should be, and this should be worked out, no obligation to post, okay? This is one of the deals of PR. PR is a brand sending it out without requirement. They're always hoping that you're going to talk about it. They're hoping that you're going to make an appearance in a video, right? So this may be something that you want to even have, um, especially if you're someone who has like a PO box or a UPS box, which is usually what I um, prefer because it's like a street address. And hopefully sometimes um, I've heard horror stories with some PO boxes where they will refuse packages because like they only accept things from the post office. And if it comes from UPS and they turn it away, it's a big deal, right? And some brands and businesses don't want to send to a PO box. They want a street address. And so sometimes your local uh, UPS store franchise will have their boxes, which cost a little bit more, but they'll accept any of those packages, whether it's postal service or FedEx or whatever, and you get a street address. Um, okay. So when a brand is sending you PR, you may want to have a disclaimer in your email that says something about this, like this no obligation to post, especially as you get bigger and you have, like when you're smaller, and I don't mean this in any kind of way, I just mean when you're receiving one package in a month, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I'm definitely gonna be making content about this, right? Because you got free product, that makes sense. But if you're someone who receives, you know, 30 packages a day, which isn't an exaggeration for some of these let's say beauty influencers, when there's a ton of new releases that are happening, whether from the drugstore, department store, and they're really trying to get on the radar and on the screens of um, YouTube so that people will go out there and buy it, right? <clears throat> so you may want to have some sort of clause in your email signature or once you start DMing with someone that says something like, hey, I would be happy to, you know, receive a product, but um, I can't guarantee that it's going to make an appearance on my channel. Or, you know, I need to thoroughly test and vet the product before 
and if I decide to talk about it, right? So that has to be one of the things that there has to be an expectation that there is no expectation to post. Hopefully, does that make sense? Can I get a thumbs up on this one? <laughs> Tell me if that makes sense, okay? Um, now, when a brand, here is gonna be one of those first red flags, but it's green. Wait, wait, wait. I think I can change my pen. Just give me a second here. Why, why isn't there red? Oh wait, give me red. Oh, check me out. Oh, I'm fancy. Oh, she fancy like a red flag on a notepad. Okay, so switch. Red flag is when they post. Oh no, that's a different green. Requirements. Okay, so if they start saying things like, you post by this date, you have this number of posts or this number of stories or um, a swipe up, which now everyone has access to. I'm mainly thinking of Instagram um, on that one. Or if they say something like um, product link in description. Oh, that was an ugly squiggle in description. Okay, anything like, is that the most ugly description you've ever seen? I'm embarrassed. Oh, it's so bad. Okay, I'm sorry. So here's the deal. Once you start seeing this stuff, requirements, you will, right? You should, blah, 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 blah. This is different than I sent you a PR kit and here are our advertising bulletin. Sometimes they have a one page little flush. I was gonna try and pick one up, but the pile's way over there. Sometimes they send you like a little brochure. It's gonna let you know when does the product release or maybe how much the product is or if there are other things in their product line, right? That's just a something that they provide as like a advertisement. So you know what you're talking about if and when you decide to post. That is separate from requirements where they list out the things that they want for you to do. So if someone is saying in exchange for this tube of lipstick or this one mascara, you need to do 10 <laughs> Instagram static posts and two Instagram stories and a swipe up and a blah, blah, blah. First of all, I'd be like a red flag, add $1,000 to that because you know how valuable, well, maybe you don't know how valuable that real estate is um, on your own profile. <laughs> and maybe, you know, you don't want to give it a, a five-star review before you've even tried it and then found out it was the worst smudgy transfery mascara you've ever tried in your entire life and it made your eyes burn. Maybe that's not something that you want to put out there. And you certainly don't want to agree to do these things before you try the product. And I've seen that in contracts too. Oh boy, have I seen that. Um, and we don't want to do that. Now, also, if you have red flags that have come through in some of your contracts, I would love to hear about them. Share it with the group, okay? So if they start posting requirements, that is no longer PR. This is now seemingly more like a transaction, okay? So that's gonna be a big red flag right there. Anytime they have requirements, red flag, red flag. If they have requirements, if they have posting deadlines, if they have number of post requirements, that is no longer PR, that is a job assignment, right? And you should be getting paid for that, okay? Also look out for some of these Amazon sellers who are doing things like buy my product, give it a five-star review, and then 
we will reimburse you through PayPal, okay? This is also a violation of terms of service when it comes to Amazon. They're trying to do that so they can get verified buyer type of reviews to help bolster their product, but <laughs> that's it's actually a violation. You should not be doing that, okay? Don't be doing it. So um, yes, no expectations to post. Absolutely, that's a red flag right there. We saw some thumbs up, everybody's in here. Ooh, hey Luis. Yay, Pixel Pia is back. And it said, I had to chat with a friend and she was offered a deal, free product, $100 worth. They had dates, a script, oh no. Create a design, upload to review, and then once approved, upload to YouTube. Okay, that entire situation is a red flag, right? Now, how about when they tell you, we will pay you half of the product after you buy it, we will pay you the remaining money when you finish the review. <laughs> Dr. Elo is putting that and he says, F no, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, that's also another red flag. I'm gonna, where's, how can I, can I lasso and copy and repeat? Can I copy it? I don't think I'm smart enough to do it. Can I, can I, oh no, it just moves. No, oh, duplicate, oh, wait. Oh, now I don't have to go back to the color picker. Oh my gosh, did you guys see that? Am I like a professional? No, don't answer that. I'm obviously not a professional. Um, oh shoot, I've, I, I don't know what happened. Oh no, I've still got some stuff happening on screen. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> oh, okay, let's reverse. Let's reverse. Okay, yeah. Now how do I turn, oh, turn off the lasso. Can I just turn it off? Oh, check it out, check it out, okay. So anything to do like with payment, stuff like that as well, that's a big red flag. Okay, so let's just talk about um, buying the product. So <laughs> buying the product, getting reimbursed. Oh no, R-S-U-R-S-E-D. Getting reimbursed for product, right? Um, oh, and then the Oh, I'm going to put this in quotes. Ambassador. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The amount of people who uh, will get into your Instagram DMs and tell you about being a brand ambassador. How many of you have gotten this in your DMs somewhere or some sort of email being? <laughs> I just think this is funny. Ambassador. Um so it usually goes something like this. Hey, beautiful or handsome or whatever. Hey, influencer also. Hey, sweetie. Oh, oh, the language. Okay, let's let's talk. That, that's also a red flag. Sweetie. Influencer, which has happened on more than one occasion. Okay. Any language like that sometimes, which is just so gross to start with, but... If you start seeing stuff like, um, we want you to be an ambassador for our jewelry company. So what you'll need to do is buy three pieces at a 65% discount because we're so excited for you to wear our pieces. Plus your followers will get their very own special discounted code for 50% off and you'll get paid an additional commission for all of the people that you bring to the jewelry shop, right? So first of all, <laughs> Once they mark up their jewelry 200%, okay, um, and most of it is just cheap knockoff, uh, I digress, okay. They first want you to buy the product, okay. That's a red flag right there. 
that is a red flag because a brand that really wants to work with you, they're going to send you a piece or they're going to send you the item usually for free. Okay. Also red flag is if the company sends it to you and then asks for you to send it back after you're done with the exception. There's a couple of phone companies that do that and their, their phones are, you know, $1,600 a piece. They send out review units for some creators and they will ask for those units back. Technically all of the creators that you see who get the iPhones, who get like five different iPhones, technically they're on loan from Apple for like a year at a time. And it coincides with the next release of phones. And then they turn back in their phones and then they get new phones. If you're wondering how that works, that's kind of how that works. Um, so we're like, how is it that all of these big tech YouTubers all had the, you know, the 13 Pro Max, the 13 Pro, and then a 13 Mini in very specific colors. It's because it's a package that all of these influencers got sent out with a contract that says, you know, you'll do some posts and you get to keep the phone for a year and then change it over. So that is kind of how that works. But if you, those are obviously kind of different, but you get a, a ton of content out of that as well. And it's almost expected as part of your job, right? But some of these things like swimsuit companies, um, you see a lot for clothing companies. We love your look. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm in the same t-shirt and jeans or sweatpants that I've been wearing in the last seven posts because I'm too lazy to change my stuff. Oh my gosh, we love your fashion sense. We think you would be a great ambassador for our clothing company. So we'll give you a 75% discount on your first $200 worth of product. And all we ask is that you make some posts about us and you give your followers this link so they can get an awesome discount too. How does that sound? It sounds like garbage because I didn't even know of your clothing company. You've marked up your clothes to the point where first of all, no one wants to buy them. <laughs> and like, anyways, that is not, that, that's a red flag for you. Okay. Just be careful with that. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to the chat here for a second. And it says, lurking, getting assistant event. Yes, absolutely. Pixel P is always listening. James Pruitt says, there's never any professionals here. Totes a professional, <laughs> thanks Louise. And let's see here, the last statement was pretty hard to dictate. I don't even know what that means, but if you're talking about my chicken scratch handwriting, I am offended, okay? they don't. Oh, they don't call you sweetie? Oh, man, I get a lot of sweeties. Um, Gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. Hey, girlfriend. Any of those. I can understand if you know it's a review unit going out, but not if they come back after. Yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe they don't. Tons of people fall for it. Tons of people. And it's sad because they have a lot of people that will do these types of deals. So let's even talk about, um, there's a company. Let me know if you've heard of them. Okay. Revolve and what it has to do with Coachella and Revolve Fest. Ooh. All right. So there's a clothing company called Revolve. It's like a, a place where you have a t-shirt and it costs $150. Okay. So every year, the same weekend as Coachella, they put on a private event. It's kind of like a mini Coachella mini party for select influencers. And it used to be pretty exclusive. Now, I think this year was the first year they even tried to sell some tickets to it, which is in itself a little bit weird here in a second, but we're gonna get to it because tons of the influencers who were invited to this party 
um, were standing out in the sun for like five or six hours getting sunburned, couldn't get on buses. Um, there wasn't enough transportation. It was oversold um, by twice the population. So they had to keep waiting for people to leave before they could add more. And unless you were some A-list celebrity status person, um, who was literally on an elevated platform above them looking down at all the peons. It's really just a glorified picture fest. And it's a place where they ask you in exchange for $2,000 worth of their clothes. So, you know, maybe 10 t-shirts. Um, you have to post like 10 Instagram posts or like 10 Instagram stories with swipe ups and stuff like that. And it's one of the huge reasons why um, Revolve tends to have two big sales peaks every year when it comes to their books and that's around Christmas time when people are getting gift cards and around Coachella when people are tons of people are getting photographed in their clothes and promoting their clothes now Revolve has gotten um, I think a little too big for their britches they have now turned on the influencers because so many people talked about such a bad experience that they had and in this age of TikTok and YouTube and everything like that, a lot of the people <clears throat> didn't have a lot of nice things to say about it. And so the <laughs> they weren't really paying a lot of these influencers well enough to be quiet about it. So if you start to look around on YouTube right now and on TikTok and other places, a lot of people are pretty upset with what happened there. And these companies are now, we'll see if they ever make any changes, but it's a big drastic swing from the positive feelings that a lot of people had about some of these brands. And it really goes to show that these brands are taking advantage of these influencers. And influencers, you know, for some people, I have friends that make $10,000 a post. And so by going to Revolve Fest, which is just a big photo installation thing, they're for $2,000 worth of clothes, which you could or could just buy for yourself. And it's not even the whole website, it's only clothes they're like pre-selected from this because they want new stuff, right? Taking this job and this photo op to keep promoting for this brand, you're actually losing out on a bunch of money because you could have gotten a lot more just charging and working with other brands to fill some of those spots at $10,000 a pop. So I don't know if the world of influencer marketing when it comes to Revolve is going to show a lot of return on investment for tons of those influencers who will probably not want to work with that company again. That is a side story, though, for another day. And people, yeah, tons of people fall for it. Are you still with me? Sorry. <laughs> Tell me you're still with me. I know. We got to come back. We got to come back to the, to the stuff. All right. But it does come then to a point where we start talking about knowing your own worth and being able to reconcile that against what the people are asking you for and what the deliverable is. So let's come back and we talk a little bit about some of these red flags, right? So the next one is going to be, we talked about money a little bit. We're going to start talking about deliverables. Okay. So it's just easier for me to make the red flag, I think, than to do the lasso thing again. Red flag, don't make me sad. Take a red pen and make it greener. All right, so here we go. Um, once we start talking about deliverables, 
Here's a few things that are going to be red flags when it comes to deliverables. One of them, uh, I don't know how to say it, not unfair dates, but like, let's go with unrealistic dates. So what I mean by that is if a company, let's say, actually I had this happen to me. I had a company who wanted to send me a standing desk. I was like, perfect. I'm, you know, thinking about doing a, um, we're going through a home remodel, but I'm making a home office and I happen to use a adjustable desk and I wanted a new one. This is a fully um, desk. I really like it. Um, it's kind of ish expensive. And this one was maybe a little bit bigger, but a little bit cheaper at the same time. And I'm like, Ooh, this sounds kind of good. And, um, so I'm looking into it. I'm like, okay, as we start to get through the emails that are like, what do you need? And what do you need from me? And we'll give you this desk. The desk is like $600. So I was willing to take the desk in lieu of payment because it was something that not only I wanted, but it was a sizable enough amount that I felt like it was fine. Like I wouldn't do it for the mascara, which is $24, which is way too expensive. <laughs> but for a $650 desk with free shipping and blah, blah, blah. Um, right. I would look at that because it's actually something that I wanted anyway. So they give me the information for the desk that we're going through, like, hey, which one are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, let me look at, you know, the website. And I'm like, this desk and this color and this configuration. And then it was something like um, in the email, they're like, great, we're going to work up a, a contract and send it over to you. And let's just say it was like a Monday. They were, you know, we we're going back and forth. And then in their email, they say they want the video posted by Friday, something like that. And I'm like, there's no way, like the desk won't even be here. <laughs> I can't even film me receiving said desk, assembling said desk, installing said desk, decorating said desk, and using said desk. There's no way. And they were like, oh, well, we're launching some campaign. And I'm like, well, then you should have talked to me three weeks ago or two weeks ago, because there's no, you won't even have the desk here by that time. And the thing was like, you had to uh, agree um, on the contract before they were going to send out shipping information or send out the desk. And I was like, I'm not agreeing to this. No. And um, they, there were other things in there, but um, unrealistic dates is absolutely a red flag. And you have to look at it and be like, do you have enough time with what's on your plate right now? Work, home life, um, you know, whatever, are you going to be able to turn around said product? And I don't know how long it takes you to film your video, your B-roll, if you do that type of thing, who are you fancy pants and, um, you know, voiceover and effects and stuff like that. On top of that, one of the things that was a, a red flag for me was video approvals video approvals before they actually go live. A lot of brands are going to do this because they want to make sure that you're not going to say anything too negative about them. If maybe it didn't go right, something like that. Um, or you don't mention a competitive brand inside of the same video. So you wouldn't say like, Hey, this desk is just as good as the fully and only $50 less, right? Like no brand wants that in their brand video spot mentioned because it's like, Oh, it's only $50 more to get the fully desk, which I've heard, you know, so they're going to be like, no, absolutely not. You can't mention other competitors, right? So once they have, though, video approvals with unrealistic changes, and what I mean by that is you need to protect yourself with uh, reworks. 
I've seen some brands where first they want to see the script, then they want to approve the script, then they want to see your video before they approve the video. And sometimes they're going to do this before they even release said portion of the video like um, payment to you. And then after it goes live or after a certain amount of time, then they release the rest of it. Another red flag is going to be really long payment um, net cycles. Now, what that means, some brands are going to be like on a net 30, where it means like after the deliverable is sent out, they have 30 days from that date to like pay you. So it may behoove you at some point because for some brands, you want to collect maybe half your money up front because maybe it's a really expensive video and you have to travel someplace or you have to do something. And if they wait or if they just don't pay or they disappear, right, you may want to ask for some of that money ahead of time, especially if it's going to be really expensive to make that video. You may also, um, you may see that some brands will try to intentionally have like really long payment cycles sometimes to coincide with fiscal quarters. And so, you know, if you see something and it's like net 90 or net 120 <laughs> or um, net 120, <laughs> do you want to wait, you know, five months before you get paid? Most people don't really want to do that. So that's going to be a red flag of how are you getting paid? When are you getting paid? How much are you getting paid? And also, so if we talk about this, how money gets to you. Are we talking PayPal? Are we talking, you know, Venmo, Stripe, whatever? Are they sending you a wire transfer? Are they sending you a check in the name of a business, which you have to go, you know, cash? Are they, if they are doing something like PayPal or something like that, is it going to be that you're covering credit card fees or, you know, however many fees, if it's not friends and family, is it that it could be possibly as a chargeback? What protection do you have if they decide to ask for the money back inside of PayPal and create a resolution? This is all stuff that you need to look at when you're kind of going through your negotiation process. So um, I don't think it, it matters specifically how big you are for some of the brand deals because if you're a fly fishing channel and only do fly fishing, you could have 500 subscribers and end up having a brand deal. So you could be doing brand deals at any time, honestly. So, um, so number of reworks. This is absolutely something that you should take and have be part of your contract or something that you think about. Um, for me, they wanted approval of the video before it went live as well. So they wanted to see it, approve it, and all of this stuff. And an unrealistic timeline as well. You can tell since I never did a video about a standing desk on my channel, this deal did not happen, okay? Multiple reasons why. But one of the things was reworks. I did not agree to do any reworks, I said, for me. If it is factually incorrect. I said, I will fix something that is factually incorrect, such as I said that your phone screen is 5.5 inches from corner to corner, but it turns out that your phone screen is 5.6 inches from corner to corner. So if I misspoke or if I said that it is a adaptive up to 120 hertz refresh screen, and instead I said it was, you know, a 60 hertz fixed 
type of screen. And that's factually incorrect. I read the spec wrong. I, you know, mixed up a spec from a different phone, whatever else it is. If it's factually incorrect, I would make amends in some way, voiceover, B-roll, blah, 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 so that it is fixed, okay? If it's because you don't like what I'm wearing, you didn't like how I said it, um, you just want me to show more B-roll of it in different positions and lighting and stuff like that and, and different scenarios of me using said product, that's not factually incorrect. That's artistic interpretation. I'm not changing that, okay? So this is absolutely something that you should be thinking about if a brand is gonna go back and forth with you five times on something like this, you need to either put your you know foot down and be like, reworks are extra and it's blank per hour or per minute of finished video, however you wanna do it, or I do not re uh, do reworks of things that are not factually incorrect, okay? If I said you're based in Australia, but it turns out you're based in some other country, that's factually incorrect, I will change that, okay? Maybe I'll do it as a voiceover, maybe I'll do it as B-roll, maybe I'll do it as an on-screen text. You have lots of options. If it's factually incorrect, I will change that thing. If it's just because you didn't like the footage that I shot in drone style and you wanted a different part of the island if it was a Hawaii vlog, no, that's artistic interpretation, okay? Um, unrealistic, especially if they go fast and make the thing quick, then pay you super slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to have a lot of expectations and requirements of you and they want them right away, right? Give me your draft, give me your video for approval, right? And then you're like, give me my money. And then it's like, do, 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 do. Just wild west, like nothing, right? Tumbleweeds. <laughs> and you're like, hello, 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 hello. Um, that, that happens very, very frequently, so... They're quick to want things, slow to give things a lot of the time. So that's gonna be some of the uh, red flags that you would wanna be looking out for when it comes to demands, like unrealistic timelines, um, unrealistic amount of work, okay? Deliverables. So if you are, uh, I don't know, an Instagram person and they want, let's just say 20, in feed posts about one mascara. And I'm just saying that because in the beauty world, like it's the wild west, okay, literally. And this is not unheard of. They'll be like, hey, here's this $10 eyeliner and we need three posts from you. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> go on with your bad self someplace else. You are bad, bad to the bone. And think about that. And instead of necessarily just saying no, you may wanna become armed with some information such as, um, instead of 10 in-feed posts, I would be willing to do one carousel with three posts, right? That's different. Or instead of um, all of this with, you know, a whole bunch of story swipe ups, you can try and rearrange. So brands, who won't slash don't negotiate. Brand deals are not a one size fit all, period. So if you have someone who says something like, no, we need 10 feed posts, that's absolutely the required minimum. And you say, hey, carousel three posts. And they're like, absolutely not. No, 
or they won't allow you to modify or change any parts of the stuff that doesn't work for you, it's not a brand you want to work with. Absolutely not. So if they won't budge, if they won't restructure, if they won't look into how to package creatively, it's not for you. Now for you, what you can do is if you don't want the deal to, let's say, fall apart, you could try to offer different packages. I know Andrew Edwards is really good with saying something like this. I don't want to just have this be a one-time relationship type thing. I want something that's beneficial for everyone, but I want them locked into a longer time. So maybe I say something like, instead of 10 in-feed posts during you know this 10-day period, one every day for 10 days, what if we do like six posts over six months so it seems organic and then, you know, different promotions or different things like, you know, or like two on Instagram and one on TikTok or, you know, something like that. Once you start kind of like playing around with what you would be willing to do um, and, it, and you go to the brand and they're like, oh, you know, if, if they're unwilling to budge, red flag. If they're willing to kind of play ball a little bit, take a look and see what you're willing to kind of negotiate with when it comes to some of the brand deal things. Okay. So hold on. Let me... Take a sip here. You guys give me some thumbs up in the comments. By the way, I have to say um, thank you to Chantel. <laughs> I got a notification after I got off the last live stream <laughs> that someone anonymously had sent me a $5 um, donation through my buy me a coffee for post-its <laughs> for my post-it fun. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, let's see here, crochet designer, um, given 100 worth of yarn for a 60 hour creative process and the design that you are not allowed to sell later. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Um, you know, another thing that is going to be a red flag. I forgot my red flag. I literally forgot the little red flag. There we go. Do, 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 do. All right. Ownership. Okay. Ownership of said files. So first of all, you got the brand, you got you, you've got all your digital properties. Okay. Now, most of the time, most, okay. A brand is going to contact you because they want you to put content out on your channel. Occasionally you will have a brand reach out because they want content that will live on their channel right? Some people like to do that because it doesn't mess with whatever you may have going on on your channel and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Some people will also work with a brand and the brand assumes that they have access to your content to, let's say you make a TikTok and you put it on your account. I've had brands um, or on Amazon where they took my video took it down, um, like ripped it and then uploaded it as their own video. And it was because I was selling a lot of units or getting a lot of views on said product on Amazon. So this one is a little bit different because they literally straight up stole it. They didn't even ask, but we're going to get into this. Um, had they come to me and said, this video is better than ours, or we don't have very good videos. Can we license your video or own your video, right? So we got two different ways that you can go. You can go with a license. license. Oh, 
like it's not worth erasing. Or you can go <laughs> with um, uh, ownership, right? Let's just, oh my gosh. That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Ooh, boy. I'm embarrassed. Okay, but I'm not. You guys got it. <laughs> you guys and guys. Guys and gals. Um, so they can license your content or they can own your content. These things are different though. So with a L-I-C-E-N-S-E, -E, with a license, you could have a time period. You may grant them license to use your video on their digital property, website, Amazon shop, blah, 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 whatever else for a three month period, for a one year period, for something like that. Or you could give them like ownership. Oh, why does it look so ugly? I'm distracted. Ownership, as I try and do it like <laughs> as slowly as possible. Um, that means they own that property. So after you're done, you kind of give it the little blessing and say, off you go. Now, here is something with this. A lot of time ownership means this is gonna be a red flag that you're gonna look for. Perpetuity. Perpetuity is gonna come up a lot here from here on out. In perpetuity means forever. Remember that song? For forever. Forever and ever and ever. Um, they're going to own your stuff. They're going to um, be able to use your stuff, right? And this is something that you usually want to avoid, okay? So you may want to have some sort of escape clause. And why you would want to have that is, let's say you were doing product photography or modeling for Kat Von D Beauty. Um, Kat Von D Beauty used to be under Kat Von D and then she went nuts and was talking about vaccines and all kinds of weird things that really honestly tanked her business, um, tainted it at the time, right? And let's say you're someone who does not agree with all of that. If she owned your photos and images and stuff like that, there's nothing that you could do to take them off of her website or something like that. Like she just owns them. So you may want to have some sort of escape clause where it's like, hey, if your company gets in hot water because of, you know, something that I don't agree with, then I reserve the right to like pull my stuff. Who knows? You've had um, brands or businesses end up having a lot of backlash against them because they ended up cohorting it up with um, people that other people didn't like politically, right? You've got a lot of people on one side who don't like that all of a sudden they're getting political contributions for said business or said politician. That happens a lot. And you're trying to distance yourself from that and be like, I don't agree with what's been going on and what's being spread. You got to have some sort of escape clause, whether it might be for, um, you know, company morality or something else. Um, so that might be something to consider there. Now, Let's come back. Where were we? We're going to scroll real quick. Man, I feel like we need to have the, the things at the, at the beginning. And we talked a little bit about bundling your stuff. Talked about some of those caveats. Resources, right? We got the FYPM for exposure. Your friends, your network. Um, you could take a look at some resources such as like Social Blue Book, which I believe now is a 
subscription site. You could look at some places. Um, back in the day, there used to be sites like Grapevine or um, Famebit or some of these other influencer type ones where you might be able to get an idea about some of these kind of like brand deal sizes. I think Collab Space might even still be around. Pricing and raising your prices, which also goes to having a brand kit. It's one of those things. It's a good idea to have one. Does everyone like need one? Not necessarily, but occasionally as your social media following grows in size, hopefully, potentially, obviously if you're not me, good for you, um, your rates should probably go up, whether it's from because of your experience, because of your organic reach, because of whatever, because you're better camera presence and your better equipment and upgrades and all that stuff. Um, you should probably be taking a look at making sure that you raise your prices in line to your up-leveling of skills or over time, okay? Um, the four exposure <laughs> site. Um, so what other things do we need to look out for? The ambassador thing, unrealistic expectations, unrealistic timelines, um, ownership clauses, right? Um, you really probably want to charge more money for videos that they will get license or get ownership of, okay? Because if they take your video and put it on their website or something like that, they're getting the views, they get the AdSense, they get all of the whatever and not repercussions, but the benefits of your expertise and your video and you don't. Okay, so just like if you're an Amazon influencer and some brand steals your video, but you work out a deal with them that says like, hey, I will sell you the rights to this video so that you can have it, you're gonna wanna charge a lot more money for that because if that video is up there and some customer watches the merchant video versus your video, you don't get the commission so you're actually in competition with yourself by having a video that you end up selling to the merchant. And you also have to think about if I was the only video or whatever and, and the merchant didn't have one, if my video was up and there are certain categories that maybe there aren't a lot of other videos in the carousel, how much money that could potentially be for you if it's a really popular selling item or popular for you and in your catalog let's say you could make a couple thousand dollars throughout the year, every year on that product versus you sold that video to the merchant for $50, right? That becomes a problem because you're actually then making <laughs> way less money right away than the potential for the money that you could be making had you just thought about that for a second. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to everyone that's listening? So Chantel says, I have heard people be asked not to run ads on their brand deal videos. Um, so this brings up an interesting point, monetization, okay? So we have a couple levels here. One, So there's a couple of things that we wanna think about in here. With monetization, let's just say your video is about, I don't know, some piece of software, okay? And you have a brand deal, 
let's just say you're lucky and you got $5,000 to make a video about this piece of software. Now, if ads were turned on your video, if you were a competitor to that software company, you could intentionally try to place ads on videos that are targeting your competition to you because maybe someone who's looking at that piece of software might buy yours if they knew it was also available. So if you get hit with an ad for this other piece of software before this person's video or in the middle of this person's video talking about this other software, you might do some research, go off the platform and buy one versus the other, right? And so a lot of the brands <laughs> don't want you to enable monetization on those videos because of the fact that a competitor could target those ads. Now keep in mind, some of this is a little iffy and gray when it comes to the fact that now whether you're turning on monetization or not, you could still be served ads on your videos, right? That's why you see a lot of people are like, I don't have ads turned on, but ads are showing on, right? Because they said, hey, we can turn ads on to any video and you just won't get the revenue, we'll just keep it. So it may or may not be as much of a requirement now. I could see it definitely being that way in the past. I don't know if they still have the ability to um, run the ads on the ones that you explicitly opt out of now, even with that, I'd have to look into that more. The other thing that happens, um, some brands specifically, the shady ones, the shady ones are gonna ask you not to check the box that says this video contains product placement, endorsement, paid promotion type of thing because there is this, not expectation, but there is data that suggests that sponsored videos from creators don't tend to do as well with the audience because some audience people will be like, oh, they're just shilling for this company or um, they think it's disingenuous and they don't believe the product recommendation because this person was paid or um, something like that, right? And brands obviously wanna get as many eyeballs and views on those videos as possible. So I've seen people just be like, just use this hashtag and we'll know that you did the video instead of actually checking the box. Now, the FTC would have a problem with this because if money is exchanging hands in exchange for requirements, then it really technically should be paid promotion product um, button, right? So <laughs> the silent comment, this is an interesting comment. So Bison American Club says, you stream with not a lot of viewers and that shows dedication. Do the replays get many more views? No, <laughs> honestly, no. I'm just here spreading the knowledge. Um, yeah, I'm just here for y'all. So hopefully, tell a friend. Maybe we'll get up to five views. Woo woo. Exactly, Chantel's like, oh sure, let me break the law and risk fines for your, you know, your fifty dollar product, your ten dollar mascara. And now let's again keep this in mind. If you have PR versus a um, sponsor or paid type of thing, right? So. I get sent a mascara from a brand. They're hoping I'm gonna post about it. I do a PR unboxing because I'm just so excited. That is not paid because there are no requirements. No money technically exchanged hands on this one. Now, some people I would try to argue that because the item has value, you should check the box. In my opinion, 
I don't think you check the box until there usually is a requirement to post by a date, money exchanges hands, um, or there's some reasonable level of expectation placed on the person getting the product. I've had people who sent me some cell phone cases. I had done a cell phone case unboxing and then this brand reached out to me and said, you did a cell phone case unboxing. We'd love to send you some cell phone cases. And I said, you can send them. I can't guarantee that I will make a video about it. I need to see them. They sent me three cases. They were junk, y'all. And they were expensive. And I was like, no, absolutely not. So I actually emailed them back and I'm like, look, this is not, um, this is not gonna work for me. Like I'd be happy to send you back these phone cases, but this is not gonna make an appearance on my channel because I can't recommend these, especially at the price point that they're at. And they were really nice about it. And they're like, oh, we understand. You just keep the cases. So I ended up getting to keep the phone cases. Now, had they said to me something like that, like, hey, we just sent you $60 worth of phone cases and um, we want you to pay the shipping back. I would be like, well, first of all, <laughs> absolutely not. You can pay to get them sent back or, you know, you will reimburse me for shipping. But also had they said like, we want a video and we have X requirement and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you get the $90 worth of product to keep as your payment, then once they th throw in the requirements, then I would be like, yeah, paid promotion or something like that. But if they just said like, hey, we'd love to make it in a video if you ever do that, if I just talk about it in some video and I say something like, oh, this um, this brand sent me these cases, you know, link below, affiliated or not, also ex uh, disclose that it's affiliated. I would not say that that is necessarily a, an instance where you have to check the box. Um, if, if you did get a free cell phone case and you say verbally, at least out loud, I was sent these cases from blah, blah, blah for a review, I think that would suffice. Some people can um, disagree with me if you want to though. Uh, smart people are learning all the things. That's right, yeah. If you're here among the dedicated, you're just smart, right? Smart. <laughs> I stream often with no viewers. It's called practice. That's right. <laughs> I practice a lot. Yep. Companies would ask influencers not to identify the video as paid promotion. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Because they know they get lower um, organic growth. Um, they tend to have higher dislike ratios. The list goes on and on. <laughs> and makes you wonder what other shady practices they're really carrying on. Absolutely. Oh, so if you want to see... <sighs> Here's a red flag when it comes to influencers. <laughs> Non-disclosure. This is a big pet peeve of mine, personally, okay? Now, if you do read the FTC guidelines for influencers, which at least they tried to update a little bit, um, they will say things like, you need to make it very visible and conspicuous that it is an ad. It needs to be verbally said out loud. It needs to be written, which is usually hashtag ad in the description and tagline or you know title. And it also needs to be... Um, you know, like on screen and vis like vis it can't be like hidden behind a sticker and it can't be um, like not obvious. It has, it does, it's like open and obvious that this is an ad, right? And one of the worst places I've ever seen, you know, two, TikTok and Instagram are the worst, okay? You may see a hashtag ad buried in a comment and with a list of 30 other like hashtags and it's like the last one. Um, you also see the hashtag ambassador and um, you'll also see 
my monthly favorites. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and thank you so much for X brand for partnering with me on this part of the video. And it's like snuck into the middle of the video and there's never a hashtag ad or any mention of it. Um, but then the top line of the description box before the fold, before you hit the see more is make sure to use this code at this, you know, whatever. And it doesn't say includes paid promotion. And, you know, sometimes you're supposed to have your own FTC disclosure at the bottom of your description box or something like that. It does say you're not supposed to bury it at the very bottom <laughs> if you technically read it. So a lot of people, um, but they do because they're like, but it's still included. Um, I, you know, if it's sponsored, you want to put that above and be like, this video is proudly sponsored by, brought to you by, in cooperation with. And a lot of people don't do that. And I think it's shady because the FTC hasn't cracked down on it. But I saw it on some big YouTube channels recently even. This video is brought to you by this software company. And there's nothing in the title that says hashtag ad. There's nothing in the description box except a link to their affiliated link, non-disclosed affiliated link um, at the very top of the description box. And I was like, dude, that's suspect. That is shady. That's not suspect. It's just shady. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't do that. So that really bothered me. And I've seen it. And I've seen it some some big creators and all of a sudden you see like the perfect product placement of said soda can for like three videos <laughs> with hashtag ad um some are more egregious than others we'll just we'll just say that so a lot of people do not read or understand the rules the same with amazon affiliate links says chantelle and she says some um, big rules and punishments can be thrown down absolutely so um I think that that is a red flag as well, <laughs> but not against the, not necessarily against the brand, um, but against the influencer that the brand works with. However, however, there are these like different hashtags and stuff that sometimes they will ask you to use. Like, hey, if you got this product, put like Dharma ePartner or something like that. Um, and I have seen people, brands, ask people to only use specific hashtags. Like don't use hashtag ad, just use um, hashtag tripping with tart or something like that, which is a brand trip slash like, <laughs> like it's a whole thing. But um, so brands that want to, um, I'm gonna say brands that want to skirt FTC requirements, red flag, big one, big one, huge. I have to go shopping now. Let me know if you know what that's from. Big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. I have to go shopping now. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're skirting FTC requirements, so if you have a brand who says, oh, I'd rather you didn't put hashtag ad in it, red flag. Okay. Um, if you have a brand who, <laughs> well, actually, depending on some of the brands too, they will dictate at what point in your video they want to be. So some people um, will say they want an integrated last two minutes of the video um, because the people who stay through the end, which we typically know is what 30, 40% of your audience, if you're lucky, um, who will actually make it to the end, they're more dedicated. So they have a higher likelihood of maybe clicking on some link that you mentioned because they're more dedicated, let's say, and they've made it through. Some brands will say something like, you have to mention us within the first like 90 seconds of a video, which can be hard for some, depending on how chatty their intros really are gonna be, and then to like hit them in the face with, and this video is brought to you by, sponsored 
or some brands will say it have to be mentioned within the first 30 seconds and then their ad spot in the middle of the video has to be at least you know x minutes long or whatever else it is and some of them will even have requirements like if it's hello fresh then all of a sudden it has to be like you have to hit these points about how we give food uh, money back and how it's only 7.95 a serving and how you can make sure to select dietary needs that you want and that you can receive money off with my code, which is an affiliate one or something like that. So you have very specific top talking points that you have to get through and you have to show yourself. You, you'll pick up on these things as you start to see people doing these more often. Like you have to show B-roll of you making the food. You have to then see it on a plate with the steam or whatever. And you have to be eating it with a smile on your face being like, oh my God, this is so good. This is delicious. And then, you know, make sure to use my code at checkout to make sure you get 16 free meals. And thank you for sponsoring this video, whatever it is. So once you start seeing, um, though, the brands who have a particular pattern and want and series of things that have to do, also take a look at the influencers. How did they introduce that product spot to you? I remember watching one where it was just like, wow, it was like a product favorites. And in the middle of it, she just went on and on about this one concealer. And I was like, it's weird because she's got 10 products that she's talking about, but the concealer has been going on for like four minutes in this, you know, 20 minute video. So each product should be a couple minutes each. And I was like, why is she spending double the time on the concealer? And then later she's like, oh, and this video is um, proudly sponsored by this concealer. You got to try it. I'm like, how is it already in your favorites then? Well, you tried it once and it's in your favorite. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's nothing in the title that indicated that it was a sponsored ad. There was nothing in the description that necessarily said it was a sponsored ad. And if you read and we're looking for an FTC disclosure, it did not exist. So it bums me hard when I do see people who skirt around all of those things and don't do what's required of them because it makes the rest of us look bad when we do put those things. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna say about that, okay? Um, have we learned a few things about red flags when it comes to brand deals? Again, keeping in mind Perpetuity, payment, requirements. Those are some of the big ones, y'all, right? Some of the big ones. If you learned something, can I get a thumbs up on this video? Because I want to make sure that even for the few of you who were here, <laughs> that at least it was valuable for y'all, okay? There are a lot of shady players out there, absolutely a ton of them there are a ton so the next time Chantel that you're about to take a brand deal 100 spools of yarn is it spools what are they no they're called um yolks what are they called what what, what the bundles of yarn what are they called I know it has like some cute name whatever it's called <laughs> No, whatever it's called. So like if some brand was like, hey, we'll send you 60 spools of yarn, but you have to have knit a sweater with it in five days. You're going to be like, I could be knitting from like night till like dusk and probably not finish uh, or I don't know. It depends on how fast you are. And, you know, with like life and pets and, you know, other people in your life. And I'm like, so that would be one of those red flags for like unrealistic expectations. Okay. <laughs> skeins that, or skeins, right? 
Skeins? Skeins? I think it's Skeins. Yes, I knew there was a word for it. I knew there was a word, a specific word for it. So you're happy you're not in the business yet? I would be like, ah, no. Was that an accurate representation? <laughs> Hopefully nailed it. Did I nail it? All right. Well, y'all, I'm going to go get ready and get some food in my belly because I'm starving. But I thank you so much for your time, your attention, hanging out with me. And I will see you next Thursday for another episode of all this. Let me know what you want to chat about. And also members, I was going to make a post. Remember, we were supposed to do a members only stream on Tuesday. We're just going to move it till next Tuesday because obviously it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that next Tuesday. And I will actually set a calendar reminder and put that in the community post. Um, tonight or tomorrow. But let me know what you want to chat about next and I will see you all next week. Okay. Have a great night, everyone.